Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, welcome down to the Rick Shields podcast. It's been a while, admittedly, yes. Um, thanks very much for tuning in. This podcast is going to be a new, revamped, reversioned, regenerated um, version of the Rick Shields podcast <laughs> that I released last year. Um, it's going to be all to do with golf, all to do with golf equipment, golf instruction, golf news, um, and also fun elements to it as well. There are going to be times where I'll have guests on to interview. Um, hopefully try and do that as well across the globe. Uh, I'd love to be able to achieve that and speak to some of the cool creators and uh, personalities over in the United States. Uh, but in general, it is going to be a podcast that I'm looking forward to doing. I love podcasts, love listening to them. Um, like I said, I started doing one last year but didn't quite commit to it. So now is the time I commit. And to make sure that I stay to that commitment... I also have producer Guy here present, who's going to keep me in check. Hello. Yeah, we are, as um, as you said then, Rick, one of the things we are this year and obviously going into next year, we are adamant that this podcast is going to be, I think, weekly. Um, oh, that's bold. Yeah, weekly, not bi-weekly, we'll do one a week. Um, yeah, and maybe on a Monday. So we're going to see about that. But hopefully Monday mornings, every week, you will have a, a brand new podcast on your phone from wherever you get your podcast from. Wow, that's a big, bold promise there, Guy. <laughs> so so if, if there's times where I'm not present, Guy's going to do the podcast. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, thanks very much for tuning in. I'm really excited about kicking this off. We're based in Manchester today, United Kingdom. As always, it's a little bit of a miserable, cold, wet day here in Manchester. But to be fair, we've had a decent week of weather, and we've capitalised on that by filming what we can only be described as a bit of a banger of a video. Uh, you might have seen it, the video that's my latest video, probably when you're listening to this, was the driver that I bought from Wish, the fake driver. In its first 24 hours, it gained 283,000 views, which is crazy. Um, comments have been amazing. Um, your reactions have been superb. And I want to discuss that a little bit more in depth and also give a bit more of a backstory behind it. Um, so I think the first thing first, this came from you guys, the viewers, basically. Uh, over the last few months, I've had loads of different requests on social media about picking up a driver from Wish.com and testing it because a lot of golfers around the world had their suspicions. And I, <clears throat> truth be told, I'd never heard of the website. You haven't either, have you? No, I haven't. No. So we, uh, we went online and I'm always a bit suspect of a website that you actually have to sign up for straight away to access. So as you do, I gave my burner email address and signed in and uh, scoured what, what this uh, website had to offer. So in the search bar, I hit golf clubs, 
and was amazed, shocked by the hundreds and thousands of products that were on sale there. Everything from um, Tiger Irons to Scotty Cameron Putters to loads of tailor-made stuff, weirdly. Uh, and and all, of, all of the brands as well, Ping, etc. Everyone was on there. And there was one big thing that was common. Everything was stupidly cheap. So, for example, there was a set of Tiger Irons. So, Tiger Irons, the P7TW. No, that's not right. Uh, P7TW. P7, yeah, yeah, that's right. P7TWs were on there. And they're normally about £2,500, probably nearly $3,000. And there were sets on there that had been sold for about £1,000 slash $1,000, which, uh, yeah, certainly started to ring some alarm bells. So, um, anyway, long story, I found, a, I found a driver on there that I thought would be a good one to try out and test. And it was a tailor-made M6 driver. And what was that? What was the exact cost of that guy? I think it was one five two. I think was that with his shipping as well? Yeah, so that was right. Was it? So it's a hundred. So I think it was advertised on there for like one hundred and thirty pounds, but by the time you yeah. paid shipping, it was one hundred and fifty-two pound, which it's like a clever price point, isn't it? Yeah, we said this when we knew, obviously, or we had strong um, ideas that it was going to be obviously a counterfeit or a fake driver, but the pricing was was quite clever because if it was right. if it was fifty pounds, it was twenty pounds. It's clearly a, a fake driver. But my first thought at 150 was, yeah, it's probably fake, but it, it could be a, a club pro who has got some stock left and wants to get rid of them before the, the new driver comes out in January. So he's selling them at trade price or even making a slight loss on them to get rid of them. So it was really quite a clever price point. Yeah, because let's say, like I just said there, it was that, if I, could, I could imagine it, a, a pro at a golf club that's really quiet, He's hitting the winter months. He's got a shed load of, of M6 drivers sat on the shelf. He's thinking, I need to get rid of these. And even if I can just get back to what I paid, I'll, I'll take that. So it is a clever price point. But these were, you know, obviously promised as new and everything else. Anyway, so I ordered it. I committed to it for you guys. It cost me $152, so £152, shall I say. You're welcome. I don't think I'll ever get that back. Um, and two weeks later, the driver arrived um, in what can only be described as a bin bag wrapped up with tape um, came from Hong Kong and uh, straight away, again, going back to that point, alarm bells were definitely ringing because I just thought there's no way a golf club should be delivered in a bin bag. No. I've never seen that. I actually thought it was a new broomstick for Halloween. <laughs> it did not look like it was going to be a golf club. No. Like I said, I don't know, I don't know how it stayed in one tact because I'm sure... Uh, whichever means it was shipped across, they don't particularly uh, don't treat things nicer, do they? With care and attention, they just toss it in the back of a van or in the back of a cargo hold or whatever. Anyway, um, I opened the bag up, which was a mistake. I did it with a Stanley knife, and yeah, your Stanley knife skills have got a lot to be desired. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I'll admit I I cut the cut the head cover several times when I was trying to open the black bin bag, but hey, never mind. That wouldn't happen on a genuine one, you know that. So, um, so I opened it up, and obviously in there was a driver. Now, I think one thing that didn't potentially come across in the video, hopefully a lot of you have watched it, is that I very I was very quick to identify that I thought it was going to be fake, 
And you've got to bear in mind, that's a lot of that's to do with the fact I see golf clubs day in, day out. I've tested with golf clubs for five or six years now. I know what is real in golf clubs. I've been in this business a while now, certainly in, in the world of golf business. And I have seen fakes in that time period. Um, I remember working in the pro shop back in the day and, and you know, I saw, I saw fakes then. Members sometimes would try and trade them in and sometimes they wouldn't know if it was fake. If honest, they were they were you know naive because these fakes look bloody good, and this M six looked bloody good. You know, yeah, for a fake, it was unbelievable, and I knew what I was looking for, so I could you know I could pick out certain features, and a lot of it to me is the attention to detail. When it's a fake driver, there's just things that aren't quite as perfect as you would expect for a four hundred pound for you know a four hundred pound driver. Um, because that's how much a, a real M6 costs. It costs about £400. Um, but very quickly, I could identify it was a fake. And the biggest telltale sign for me was the screws in the face because they were just they were just etched on. They weren't actually screws. Yeah, I think if you gave that fake driver to 10 golfers and didn't give them a real one and said, this is an M6, I reckon the vast majority would just believe it was a genuine M6. Yeah. If you gave them the two drivers and said one is a fake, I think more people would start to be able to kind of just tell maybe, just like it was a little bits of paint weren't quite as neat and wasn't quite as tidy, but overall it was a it was a really good job. Yeah, it was. And that, it was. It got a lot of the features and the, the idea, you know, the shaping of the driver pretty good and the detailing was okay. But like I said, I could identify it as fake. Anyway, Long story short, another point actually though, imagine if that driver didn't have screws. Yeah, if that was a M4 from last year or M3, it would have been probably a lot harder. Yeah, well, yeah, it would have been hard. I think I'd like to think I'd be able to still identify that it was fake, uh, but it would have been harder because for me, the big telltale signs are generally the shaft quality is poor on a fake one, as you'd imagine, and the grips for some reason absolutely stink. So that. I did that in the test. I actually, I actually uh, smelt the grip and it absolutely stunk. Anyway, um, so we, we identified it was a fake. We took it to the golf course to test it because why, why would you not? Took a genuine M6, took a fake M6, smashed the genuine one first, got the numbers I would expect from GC Quad, 285 carry, 162 ball speed, 2,167 RPM of spin. Exactly what I'd like to see, without question. Then came the fake, the snide, the counterfeit, the tailor-made, spelled T-A-I-L-O-R-M-A-I-D, <laughs> came up. Um, I think the first thing to identify was, and you definitely spotted it when you picked it up, Guy, was how flat the line was. Yeah, that was, so if you, if you held it kind of how the club wanted to sit, if that makes sense, your hands were almost touching the floor. And then when you put it back up to kind of your natural position where the club should be sat at address, the face was pointing so far right and the loft, it looked like it was, I think it was a nine degree head right and it looked about 15 degrees. Yeah. It just looked weird. Yeah. The, the, and, and only, and I must admit, quite a lot of you picked up in, it in the comments, and I probably didn't pick up on it straight away, is the size of the head looked different as well. The actual fake one looked bigger. Um, but it was just, it wasn't right at all. So then I showed in the video the adjustability of the shaft. The shaft does come out, and it, and to be fair, the, the hosel, the adapter looks quite genuine. Uh, the piece of plastic that they use, um, screwed it back in, made it click. And I want to point that out. I did make the screw click correctly. 
as I have done with hundreds of drivers over the years, which is the correct way of doing it, um, because the eventual outcome is the head fell off and there was a few comments to say that I didn't screw it on correctly. I did. I want to make that message very clear. I did screw it on correctly. Um, when I hit it, the performance was shocking. It went 50 yards shorter. It went 50 yards to the right. It had 500 times more spin on it. Or maybe actually more like 50 times more spin on it as well. Um, the performance was shocking and it sounded like a tin can. Hopefully that came across on the video. It just sounded very um, high pitched, not as dull and as, as deep as a satisfying sound as the genuine one did. The fake one definitely just sounded like a tin can stuck on the it, end of it. It sounded like the driver that you get if you're going to a driving range, you've not got any clubs, you're going to hire one. Yeah, it did. It did. It was shocking. Um, four shots in, the screw came out, the head fell off, and that was the end of that. So, yeah, it was just just very disappointing that fakes get sold. Very disappointing that often they'll get um, you know, wrapped up in, in what's the old saying, um, a wolf shot. A wolf, a sheep in wolf's clothing. Is that no? Maybe that's the wrong way around. Then anyway, <laughs> that's not a good analogy. No, that's not. I'll leave. I'll leave it to you for the analogies. Um, for me, it's a shame that these drivers still get being sold. It's a shame that uh, golfers have been tricked into buying these drivers. I've read a lot of the comments. Well, I read all the comments, but people in the comment section had said they bought a driver like this, and you know didn't realize it was fake. I do worry about what's available online. I really do. Um, Ideally, if, if I'm going to give you a tip of buying, ideally go and see your PJ Pro. That would be where I'd like to think most of you start. If not, go to a, a verified retailer um, if you can get to one. Obviously, custom fitting is a big, big thing. If you don't have the luxury of that, I understand not a lot of you do. If you are going to buy online, just make sure you buy from websites that are trusted. Um, do online fittings as best you can. You know, Just be careful out there because there are dodgy websites. Uh, makes me very suspect of things like eBay uh, because I, I, <clears throat> I really worry and I'd be, I'd be so shocked if this hadn't happened. If someone had bought a snide, fake driver off Wish and then stuck it on eBay. Yeah, It's going to have happened, isn't it? And then probably used real pictures so the, the buyer obviously is looking at a genuine driver and then he gets shipped a fake one. As we said earlier on, it's a little bit more noticeable with the tailor-made because of the what should be the speed-injected ports but if it was a standard looking driver maybe a Titleist from a year or two ago it would be so hard to tell yeah so please be careful but thanks very much for enjoying the video your comments were amazing uh, I found it really fun I just want to cover two things and uh, no I won't be putting an expensive shaft in the driver head that's pointless because that's not what it's about and two I'll probably not buy a Scotty Cameron from wish.com either to test because it's hard to test a fake putter I think over time it would just wear and it would just the performance would dip gradually rather than you get an instant response. So I think top tip is don't buy anything from wish.com unless the unless you know it's going to be fake. But either way, don't buy golf stuff. From and there. always sniff your golf grips. <laughs> On that note, um, I think it's time to actually uh, hear from our podcast sponsor for this week. Okay. Um, I don't know if you knew this was coming. I've got a little ad read I want to I wanna bring out. Um, and discuss this with you guys, but I, hopefully you're happy with this ad read. Um, this week's Rick Shields podcast is brought to you and sponsored by the wonderful, the very entertaining and insightful, the very educational and completely free 
Rick Shields PGA Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go and check out Rick Shields on Facebook. Rick Shields gives out free golf tips every day. Not, every, keeps, not every day. Well, most days. <laughs> Twice a day. <laughs> Twice a day. Always keeps it entertaining. Always keeps it free. Facebook is on the rise again. Uh, we've just managed to surpass over 100,000 followers on there, which is amazing. Thank you so much. And the comments, the the views, uh, it's just amazing. So if you do follow me on Facebook already, thank you so much. If you are a top fan on Facebook, thank you. Thank you very much. And if you are want to become a top fan, just comment on everything. So I think that's how you get it. I think we need to do a serious giveaway for top fans only. Because they are the guys that are and girls that are commenting post after post, showing respect, and we do really value those guys. So I think I think soon, maybe at Christmas. What about um an M6 driver from Wish.com? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, honestly, serious no. Um it's obviously not sponsored by Rich Hill's Facebook, but the 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 channel's booming. I'm really enjoying making content on there. The short, the the snappy videos, which and it, it's not what you're going to see on YouTube. It's very different content. Uh, some there's a little bit of some crossover, but there is Facebook exclusive content. Um, okay, next subject, uh, and this caused quite a lot of controversy. Controversy, and I must admit, I think I definitely poked the fire for this to happen. Um, is the new putter from Odyssey, the Odyssey Spider, um, as most people are probably calling it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I posted a picture, a, a meme on Instagram, which was completely made off my own back. I'm quite happy with it, if I'm honest. <laughs> Where I took a picture of the uh, Odyssey 10 putter, which is its, its official name, and the tailor-made Spider, which has been out 10 years now, and uh, basically took the rip out of it. Uh, for copying because let's be honest if you've hopefully you've seen images of it the new the new odyssey spike the new odyssey <laughs> 10 is an absolute carbon copy of the odyssey sorry of the tailor-made spider um <laughs> there is reason behind that which we'll talk about and if you saw the review show which i posted last week that's a, U- a new youtube segment i've got going out um not weekly not bi-weekly it's going to go out as and when i get product to do it um, I tested in that show the very expensive tailor-made P790 Ti irons that cost £2,700. Yeah, I'm just let that sink in for a minute. I also tested the new Honma ball, the Future Double X, and I also tested the Odyssey 10 putter. Um, initial thoughts, it's actually a really nice putter. I really like the shape of it. It is a familiar shape, as you imagine. It's got the Stroke Lab shaft in it which is to help distribute the balance that's taken weight out of the shaft and put it more into the grip and more into the head. So it's a very, very well-balanced putter. Uh, I like the grip on it, a little bit thicker handle. I don't like the harder insert this time around. It's something that Odyssey have have purposely attempted to do with the new uh, Stroke Lab. The the new insert, and I'm going to test you guys, can remember what it's called? Diamond Hinge. Micro Di- micro hinge. I feel like it was called micro hinge, but some like diamond micro yeah. hinge. Either way, it's a much harder face, and I, I don't like the feel of the face, which is a real letdown. I prefer the feel of the spider. Um, but anyway, all that aside, let's talk about why this happened, and it's all to do with a guy called Sean Toulon. Now, Sean Toulon, he has his own line of putters out now. He's a putter maker, probably prim- primarily now. Um, but, so, Sean Toulon now works for Odyssey, which is owned by Callaway. 
So Callaway own Odyssey and Sean Toulon now works for Callaway. Um, but that's not always been the case because a number of years ago, and for a long time, I think 16 years, yeah. he was the marketing... Have you got so he was EVP of product design and creation from Jan 2000 to June 15. So that's on his uh, LinkedIn. That's 15 and a half years. And he was head of creation, right? Is yeah. that what it was? So what was the, what was the patent he had? So patent. he's got... Hundreds, I think, but some of his, which we said this in the video, so you might know some of his, some of his notable designs, and, and they are really, really iconic, was the R7 Quad. So for me, I'll always remember that as the first actually adjustable driver. You could move the weights around, you could affect the CG height, and you could obviously affect the um, direction of the golf ball. That was super iconic. Then he's had M1, the 300 series, the 500 series, the R9, the R11, the slider, the rocket balls, the burner, and obviously the big one was the spider. Crazy, isn't it? So we did a bit of um, investigative journalism and found, you know, this this kind of on his LinkedIn account. And obviously, now it makes sense. If Sean Toulon works for TaylorMade and he, he designed the Spider Putter, he's he's obviously seen the success of the Spider Putter, and I'm sure he was rewarded royally, or maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Um, he's now moved to Odyssey. And thought, well, hold on. I know how to design the Spider Putter. I want to make one now that I work for Odyssey. Let's be honest, it might have been his baby. He might have nurtured it from birth and saw it develop into the incredibly successful putter it has become now with multiple wins around the world, as well as being one of the most popular in probably golfers' bags um, all, all around the world. He's thinking, well, hold on. Now I work for a different company. Why can't I make that same putter? And in a weird way, once I actually started to learn that story a bit more, I understood it, and I and I it was okay. I almost respected it a bit yeah. more. What do you think? And maybe we don't know the answer to this. What do you think that Odyssey or Taylor May could have done better to relay that message? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly for us, and you know, probably the people that listen to this podcast who are obviously golf enthusiasts, it is a big story, um, and, and obviously the first thing you think of is that they've copied, but I think really for the actual consumer who walks into a golf shop, to have another option is only really a good thing, so yeah, it looks very similar, it feels certainly, it feels different, it feels obviously, like you said, a lot harder, so if you are a golfer going to a, to a golf shop for a new putter, and you like that shape, how cool is it now that you've got not, not only one brand doing it, but you've got two that look quite different. And well, look quite different. The colours on the top. Um, obviously, a lot of the spiders now is the Spider Ten, so it's a little bit smaller. Whereas obviously the the Odyssey is that single black line. Sorry, single white line. The black feels that bit firmer. It gives us choice. I, I don't know what message the brands could have told. I do know that Odyssey, uh, well Callaway on the podcast had shown Toulon on who essentially referred to the fact that he made that putter when he's at the guys down the road, I think was his quote. So he's kind of acknowledged that. But like you said, it's, it's his baby. Why not run with it? Yeah, no, true. Very, very true. I'd love to know um, I'd love to, I'd love to know if there's some, like, uh, patent, uh, what do you almost call it at the end of it, like expiry mm. that actually di- dictated the design of the new spider where they had to actually change the shape. Yeah. There's a bit of rumour around that. Whether any of that's true, I don't know. And also as well, I mean, he's been at 
Odyssey did we say three years nearly? Yeah. So why is it only now? Why yeah. wasn't it? I mean obviously it takes a while for these products to get, you know, to, to, to really kind of fine tune them and obviously create them, develop them, etc. But three years seems quite a you know, why is it not six months or a year? Correct. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the uh the Callaway uh, twist face driver coming yeah. out soon. I'll be in stores in February. <laughs> talking about next year and talking about brands, um, interesting topic about brands that have, I don't know, maybe changed the dial a little bit this year. I think the standout one for me um, is Cobra. Mm-hmm. I think Cobra this year have had an unbelievable year. Um, you know, they've, over the last few years, obviously, let's talk about tour presence to start off with. Obviously, Ricky Fowler, Bryson DeChambeau is a new addition. Lexi Thompson, who's done amazingly well, um, obviously all using Cobra and many more as well. Uh, but really, this year, it feels like they've taken a massive slice of the, excuse the pun there, of the driver market with their Cobra F9 Speedback driver. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they've killed it this year with that driver. Yeah, I think for me, there's been been two... I, this is my hunch. I don't know any facts on this, but two two reasons why I think. Firstly, the price. Obviously, in the UK, it's retail about 349 whereas, you know, uh, TaylorMade M5 is about £500. So it's a considerable chunk cheaper. You could almost go as far as to say you could buy driver and hybrid for the same price you could buy a TaylorMade M5, which is crazy. And... Again, I also think that most golfers who've been playing the game for a long time have probably owned a Callaway driver or a TaylorMade or a Ping or maybe a Titleist. But Cobra, certainly in the last 10 years, it's been that brand that most people haven't really been using. So now they've brought a driver that's good and a bit cheaper. It, it's quite nice to have a change. Yeah, true, true. And it's good. It's a bloody good drive. I've had it in the bag since the start of the year. Um, there's a number of reasons why I like it. Um, a little bit to what guys just said. I like the fact that it's a bit different and it's a bit of a change, but also it looks smart and it sounds great and it performs great and there's adjustability, but not too much adjustability. It just sits in a nice, nice bracket. And I'm excited now to see as we move into the back end of 2019 and into 2020, are they going to capitalize on that and build an F9, an F10 that's going to be just as successful or is it going to kind of dip a little bit? And also what brands maybe start to take some ownership into 2020? Are your normal brands like you, obviously your TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, Ping, etc., going to still continue to make the best products on the market? Or are we actually now going to start to see a, a move in direction where actually some more of the unknown brands start to become a bit cooler? Unknown brands, even though they've been around for a long time in, in Asia, some like Honda. Honda are really starting to move the dial on new new equipment and actually now not making it stupidly priced for Honda. Let me just make that very clear because even though it'll still be very expensive, it's not the thousands and tens of thousands that a Honda gold driver make, you know, cost you. They're actually making now products for, for those guys for more than the Western market. They want to tap into Europe. They want to tap into the USA. Um, so they're kind of making products now that's going to, um, fulfill that need obviously by also signing at the time world number one Justin Rhodes at a massive standpoint so it'll be interesting to see what Honma do this year I'm excited to see what the products I've only really tested the golf ball which again was Linda Lake's review show it's class really good golf ball uh, looking forward to testing the drivers looking forward to testing all the other stuff um, and then also you've got brands like 
uh, tested one recently. Cleveland. The HB launcher driver that they've just brought out is bloody good. Like, mm. it's really good. Uh, it's not adjustable. For that, you pay a lesser price point. It's still £300, but lesser price point. It performed just as good as everything else on the market once it's dialed in. Um, it'd be it'd be great, you know, and it's something that possibly didn't we didn't talk about in the review show. How popular were Cleveland drivers twenty years ago? Yeah, I mean they were everywhere. Yeah, the launcher franchise. I remember maybe so. I let me think. Fifteen years ago, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, I remember one of my good friends at the time having a Cleveland driver, and they were the real deal. Yeah, the silver head. It was a very deep driver face, probably more suited to your better players. But as, as Guy said, everyone growing up, certainly the juniors I used to play with, I'm sure I probably had one at some point. Everybody had a Cleveland driver. It was uh, quite cool. And we discussed this. I think the only reason that people haven't done is, is where have Cleveland decided to spend the kind of marketing budgets? They don't really push the driver, but yet, obviously, everyone knows about Cleveland wedges. If they decide to shift their momentum and move it a little bit more into drivers and they, they have a driver because this one actually is, will more people be willing to try it? Um, that's interesting. Possibly. I think for me, there's three drivers I'm really looking forward to seeing next year. I'm looking forward to seeing what Cobra do, as we've said. I think they've got a lot of momentum at the minute. Can they produce something that's going to 
keep people excited. I think that's hard, but let's see. I'm also looking forward to seeing what Callaway do. And the reason for that is they've gone epic, rogue, epic flash. So is rogue going to come back? Possibly. Rogue, rogue flash. Yeah, possibly. And then lastly, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Taylor made do. And that is simply because, and we said this to the guys at Taylor made when they presented the product last year, we said to them, how are you going to better this driver when you're telling us now this driver is the best one you can ever make? They've literally said in all of Marks' <laughs> spiel that this driver is illegal. It's so hot. So we've had to fill it with speed foam, then bring it back so it's literally on the edge of being illegal. So how on earth is it possible for next year's driver, this following driver, to go any further than last year's? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not I sure. don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, like I say, we always get excited about this time of year because it's, it's the time of year where we start to see product for next year. And uh, rest assured, this year's been a funny year for reviews. We've been more concentrated on the on the flagship products. But I think now with the introduction of the review show, it gives us a platform to make smaller, more concise reviews, but be able to fit it into a show that, like I said before, it might not come weekly, might not come bi-weekly, but you'll get episodes. And to be fair, the first two episodes have gone down an absolute storm so thank you so much for your support on that because it's always very well appreciated um i think the other topic i want to talk about and and it might be slightly old news now because we're we're a weekend beyond this now but i think we have to talk about it is the man himself the best player on the planet not maybe right now but the best planet in best player that's ever walked the gate walked planet earth in my opinion tiger woods winning in Japan at the Zoho Classic, was it called? That crazy, stupid trophy that he won that everyone called, said it looked like a, a Dyson um, a fan. fan. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of memes going around. Uh, Tiger now ties Sam Snead with the most PGA Tour victories ever with 82. There's a lot of talk about whether Sam Snead's a, a, you know, legit or whatever because some of them were, were really small fields and some of them, anyway, long story short. Um, I'd be excited to see if Tiger continues and wins number 83. And I'm more than anything looking forward to the Masters in April. It feels too long. This this period between the Open in July and the Masters in April is too long. Definitely without the Ryder Cup. It just feels like there's nothing. Like, what what's to get excited about? We're not bothered about the President's Cup here in the UK because we're not involved. Obviously, America and, and maybe, you know... Um, Asia, Australia might get excited about that, but we're not excited about that. Um, Such a shame. It's such a shame when there's this big spell. Um, But anyway, I'm looking forward to April next year. I'm looking forward to seeing if Tiger can win number 83. Uh, In my opinion, he's the best golfer that's ever walked planet Earth. Um, His his resilience and his... The way he continues to surprise and shock everybody that ever doubts him is unbelievable. Uh, the way he won over there was incredible after bogeying the first three holes on Thursday and after all the rain delays and everything else going on, it's just amazing that he won. And to be fair, I think, if anything, it did, a, did the world of golf a massive favour, extending it to the Monday because the coverage was much more watched over in the US and I think a lot more of the US took notice of it from what I've heard. So, yeah, Tiger Woods just continuing to shock everybody and I'm excited to see if he wins number 83. He's now up to world number six. Wow. Do you think next year he could get that number one spot back? So go on, read, read so it six goes, to one. It's Brooks, Rory. Read, sorry, read ten to one. I go ten. ten to one. So ten is Bryson, 
Okay. Xander Shoffley, Justin Rose, Patrick Cansley, Tiger in at six, then it's John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Rory, and then Brooks. And I mean, I, I must admit, I think like a lot of people, I don't massively understand the points of world ranking, but I know that Brooks is quite a bit ahead of Rory. Yeah. And he's like a couple of points ahead. But it looks like to me that if Tiger gets another good performance, he could he could actually jump up to fourth. Wow. He deserves it. He's won three times in 2019. Um, I, he, I think something daft like in the 20s, so it was 1997 he turned pro or six? Seven he won the Masters. Yeah. Six did he turn pro? I think it was six. Is they not playing them six massively? They would have had to be an amateur, I think. I think he might have turned pro in six. So, 1996, this is. 2006. 1996. So, that's 23 years as a professional. It's something silly like, well, if you do that maths, what's 82 divided by 23? (laughs) We'll We'll get right back to you after we've worked out the maths. 82 divided by 23. It's 3.5. So each year, even through the dark years where he fell off the face of the planet, he's won 3.5 tournaments every single year for 23 years. And that's just PGA Tour wins. That's not the European Tour. He's had a few European wins. He's had uh, WGCs, which obviously count for that. But that's just outstanding. So to summarise his 2019 season, it's been another... Perfect year. Three three victories and masters and uh just incredibly continues to shock all of us. Um I thought there's any more news on that. Also, we're now gonna hear from our second sponsor of the podcast. Can you believe we are one episode into the new revamped Rick Shields podcast and we've already got two ad reads? I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, the second ad read is brought to you by TikTok. <laughs> um, from an, an incredible account on TikTok, at Rick Shields PGA has sponsored the second section of this podcast. Rick Shields PGA on TikTok offers you insightful, fun, entertaining, short, not quite got a clue what he's doing on the platform just yet. TikToks that are available to watch and entertain, like, share, and make sure you comment. Uh, in all seriousness, I've set up an account on TikTok. I feel like a very old man on there. Um, it's a very young platform, but I'm always excited to see what's new and upcoming in social media. Um, TikTok seems to be absolutely killing it at the moment. So I've embarked on my journey through TikTok. So if you are on there or you want to get involved in TikTok, go there with a, with a um, what's the right <laughs> word, caution or an open it's, mind. It's different. <laughs> it's not like it's not like YouTube. It's not like Facebook. Certainly not like Facebook or Twitter. It's nothing like Twitter. I can imagine if you love Twitter, you're probably not going to like TikTok. But either way, if you are a TikTok fan, or if you're young enough to get involved, or if you want to feel like you're acting cool with your kids when you talk about, yeah, I'm on TikTok. Come and make sure you follow Rick Shields PGA. Uh, I'll continue to make TikToks as we go on. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be. Um, and then. Some of the bits of, I think this, I'm not sure if this is a section that's going to continue, but I think I'd like to talk about it because I think everybody that's probably listened to this podcast is also a fan of social media and YouTube and other creators and golf, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there's, um, there's a massive 
um, incredible campaign that's being um, organized and run at the moment, a fundraiser. And it's all around about global warming and planting trees. And it's the brainchild behind uh, Mr. Beast. So Mr. Beast is, without question, one of the biggest YouTubers on the planet. He makes some really fun content, not golf content, but just really fun content. Um, subscribers now, is he on 20 odd million? I think he's hit 20, let's have a look. So he's just, this guy's killing it. So Mr. Beast, if you do listen, because I'm sure you're a fan. 20, oh yeah, 25. 25.4 million. Oh, wow. If you do want to um, collaborate, Mr. Beast, hey, listen, email info at rickshields.com. Um, so basically, six days ago, uh, depends on when you listen to this, he did a project about planting 20 million trees. And it was in conjunction with Mark Rober. Yeah. Is that the right? I was about to say I that right. So. Uh, Matt Rober, uh, I feel like I've like said that wrong. Anyway, um, a, a, a number of creators came together to raise money. And uh, it's the first time that YouTube has also got involved where you can actually click a donate link straight underneath the video. Their plan is to raise $20 million. And um, Arbor Day, a National Arbor Day Foundation, are the organization that they've teamed up with. And for every $1 raised, they're going to plant a tree, which is phenomenal. They plan to plant all the trees if they create 20 million by the year 2022, I believe. So it'll take quite a while. Um, I've yet to donate, but will they? I'm going to donate $50, $50 or £50. Pounds, uh, small contribution when you've got guys like Elon Musk donating $1 million. But yeah, I'm not quite in that league. Not yet. <laughs> Um, but I think it's a, a wonderful uh, initiative and I think it's really good to see that creators are using their power of influence and their power of uh, being able to create really fun, entertaining videos to put it to something that's really worthwhile. I'm all for it. I think uh, being able to you know, help global warming in a way of raising money and planting trees is absolutely perfect for me. Another creator that's killing it at the moment, and you might have seen on, on social media, we've been... We've been going back and forth at the moment with each other. Um, is Garrett Clark now? Garrett Clark, or what his YouTube channel is called, GM Golf. This kid is killing it at the moment. It's very different content. If you're a fan of, let's say, traditional, whatever this word means, traditional golf YouTube content, GM Golf is non-traditional golf YouTube content. But bloody hell, he's killing it. He's already gained over 170,000 uh, subscribers. And to be honest, he was the fastest growing subscriber a couple of months ago. Um, every time he uploads, he gets tens and probably hundreds of thousands of views. It's really fun content. Um, you might have seen online that we've been going back and forth and we have been messaging about doing a collaboration. Uh, so that is on lockdown, but it will be the start of next year. Um, and it probably won't be, let's say, a match as such, but it will be... A collaboration because he, he has some really cool ideas. He has this wheel that he uh, it's called the wheel of non uh, wheel of not ideal, and he'll spin it around and whatever club you land on, you have to hit that shot. So let's say you're 110 yards away, you might spin it, it might land on putter. You've got to hit your putter from that location, and you might have a bunker shot and it spins and it goes on driver. You've got to hit a driver from that shot. The kid's killing it. He's got a little team with him. So there's um, Matt. And Stephen, Stephen, who are really Matt's hilarious. He's a bit off the wall, granted, but he's hilarious. Stephen's really good on the camera as well. 
Uh, and then they've also got other characters coming into it. I think Brody Smith came into it for a while. I don't know if he's still around. Um, but there's there's a lot of really cool characters coming into and Mika. the mix. Mika. Oh, Mika. Uh, Micah. Micah. Micah, who is, from what I believe, related to Garrett. He, he actually started GM Golf. So the G is for Garrett. The M is for Micah Golf. When it was started whenever on Instagram, etc. So... Anyway, the guy's killing it. It's definitely worth checking out. Go and subscribe to his channel and uh, a collaboration will be coming up soon. Um, and then one of my favourite creators and, and I know Guy's favourite creator as well, MKBHD. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Marcus Brownlee. Um, I feel like you need to take this slam. Yeah, he's just, for me, one of the creme de la creme of reviewers. Uh, if you're into your technology, and that can be anything from phones to laptops to cars, believe it or not, he will review it, and he just does. He's clever because he's very in-depth. He's obviously very knowledgeable, but yet he talks in kind of a simplistic way. Um, he did a video on the new Apple AirPods Pro, I think that was two days ago, and it's already got 6.3 million views. Yeah, the guy kills it. He's also a golfer. Um so it would be he would be a dream collaboration for me. Um, Marcus Brownlee, again, I'm sure you listen to the Rich Hills podcast. Um, just a really cool creator, just really knows his stuff, very down to earth, always innovating, always changing the dial. Uh, technology is uh, obviously there's way more probably technology reviewers than there is golf reviewers, but he continues to do what we try and strive to do: evolve and innovate, and you know, not get um complacent and make sure you know social media is ever changing all the time and he develops with that and, and he changes the down leads the you know leads his industry in, in the direction that he would like it to go in and that's something that we're really proud to do here you know effectively rituals media so uh we like to try and strive strive to continue to evolve not get stuck in a rut uh sometimes the hardcore viewer doesn't always like the change, but they'll often start to come around over time. But it's something that we really try and develop and and um, do our best to 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 smash it. Um, before the podcast, we jumped on Instagram and other social platforms because we wanted to get some questions coming in. We've got some in guys. We have got a lot, and I will use people's names, and I will try my best not to butcher your names. If I say your name wrong. I do apologise. Um, so, the first question is from Stuart W, 1973. What would be your dream four ball? Dream four ball. Tiger. Standard, gotta be. Just straight in there, isn't it? Um, who else would be in that dream four ball? Um, I'd probably go Justin Timberlake. Nice. And I'd probably go for, um, does Megan Fox play golf? <laughs> wow, that's a real curveball. Scarlett Johansson, does she play golf? <laughs> um, no, it's also, it's probably go Tiger, Justin Timberlake, and uh, just trying to think. Or Will Smith. Oh, what a shout. I thought it was like that. Yeah, okay, well, next one Will Smith. is from Flinster underscore 15. What is your favourite club in the bag right now? I've got to admit, still, it's my Callaway UT Apex UT2 iron. Never mm. let me down. It's been in the bag for donkey's years. 
uh, and probably will continue to stay in the bag. Okay, let's go one more for Instagram. Um, there's quite a lot of people asking what your favourite club in the bag is, so they'll all be happy that you've answered that. Um, this is a good question. I'm going to ask you this one because we get this a lot, and I think you need to give quite a, a broad answer. But somebody actually is called M Shields, so not Shields, but Shields nine three nine five six four. Is twenty two a good handicap for a junior? Yeah, yeah, we do. We, it's funny we do get asked this a lot, um, and, it, and it totally depends. And it's hard. It's hard to say because as a junior golfer. So first off, what does that actually mean? I would predict junior golfer means anyone from 16 and under. Some maybe even think it's 18 to under. So there's a massive, from 18 down to three-year-old, that's the range you're looking at. It depends on a few factors. You might have been a golfer that started when you're 12. And after six months, your first handicap's 18. Well, that's incredible. Like That's mm-hmm. unbelievably good for six, six months to be off 18. Likewise, you might have been playing golf since you're four, and now you're 14 or 11, and you play off scratch. Well, that obviously is absolutely incredible, but you've probably had seven or eight years to get that down. So it's a really hard one to to gauge. I would say, and even, and this is a real weird curveball, someone like Colin Montgomery, you know, one of the most successful European golfers ever, didn't start golf till he was 18. So... It's hard to say. Twenty-two handicap is great. I think it depends on how, excuse me, how quickly you are developing, and how quickly you're reducing that handicap is more important. If you said to me, "I'm off twenty-two, and in three months I managed to get down to 15, incredible. Mm. If you say I'm off twenty-two, but I've been stuck there for a while, and I'm, I'm a junior golfer, well, that's when you probably need to start looking for a bit of help, getting some coaching, practicing more, just play golf. Mm. Playing golf is what's going to make you better. I think just a note on that, obviously I was a, a junior golfer and I was obsessed with the handicap and a lot of golfers are in general, certainly a lot of junior golfers. And I think too many people at the handicap almost define them. It's like, oh, I'm a, a 15 handicap, that person's off 10, so they're better than me around and get lower than them. And, it's, and then when, when you're playing on the golf course, you're thinking, right, I've got 15 shots to play with. And people often just need to almost forget the handicap. And as obvious as this sounds, just try and shoot the lowest score you can shoot. Yeah. Don't worry. If, you, if you're good enough, your handicap will drop. It's hey, as simple hey. as that. Hey, hey. No, I agree with that. Um, so a lot of the Facebook questions are actually about kind of technique, which is obviously hard to answer. Well, make sure you go and check out Rich Shields' Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Away um, soon. It's a strange one from Sam Smith. I'm going to ask you anyway. Have you, you Sam Smith? Well, it's a top fan, though. So he's a top fan, guys. Have you ever thought about using ladies' clubs? Now, for you, that might be a... <laughs> Probably, yeah, we know the answer, but I think there's some potential in that for the average golfer. Yeah. Does he mean making a video out of it? Well, that's all he's put is, have you ever thought about I imagine he means you using them rather than reviewing them. But obviously, maybe not for you, but I think... <laughs> in a weird way, every time I've actually hit ladies' clubs, I've ricked them. Because there's almost like no expectation level. I'm not expecting to hit them the best of ever, but often they're lighter. Mm-hmm. They're more forgiving. They're, they... Um, you can kind of swing it. As long as you get the, the correct tempo of the shaft, you can yeah. actually absolutely stripe it. Often, sometimes it might go offline directionally because the shaft might not be perfect. But like I say, it, as Guy's point, for the average golfer, a golfer that maybe doesn't swing as fast or wants to get a little bit more out of the performance, there's a lot more ladies' clubs that now look more like unisex clubs or seniors' clubs, etc. Don't be, you know, 
Don't be scared about trying to club, even though it says ladies. If you can get something that's a bit more neutral and it helps your game, I'm all for it. I think the big thing that certainly a ladies' driver would offer a lot of amateurs is, is firstly, it's a little bit shorter, which massively, most drivers now at 45 and a half inches are too long. And also, a bit more loft. Yeah, no, very good points. Um, okay, a quick look through Twitter. Um, they're quite, again, they're quite, quite specific with regards to coaching. But a lot of people kind of seem to be very excited the podcast coming, which is, is really good. So again, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. This is going to be available on, you're either listening through Apple or Spotify. I think that's the main two platforms. Yeah, make sure you uh, you like, you comment. I think you leave a review on these sites. Uh, all very much appreciated. Let's say we're learning the ropes a little bit how we go. And if the audio is not great, it will continue to improve. This is the first one we've done. So I'm a big fan of podcasts. So uh, I'm happy to jump into space and try and really commit to it. I think Guy's going to hold me to that. Um, <clears throat> while Guy's looking for some more questions, I'm going to give you a little in- insight into the latest video that's going to come this week. Depends when you're listening. Um, there was a set of irons this year that I didn't review and I regretted not reviewing them. And they have got a potential chance of being in my golf bag. So that's going to come up next. I've also got a set of golf clubs from a manufacturer that used to make golf equipment but no longer does. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at why they don't make clubs anymore. Were the clubs any good? Was there any reason why they stopped making them? Would there be any reason why you shouldn't use them? So that's going to come up pretty much soon as well. And we've got some really fun videos and fun challenges coming your way as well. Um, but all in all, it's very exciting. No more questions, Guy? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go for one more. There's quite a few good ones here. So if you've asked us a question and we haven't answered it, I do apologise. We're going to keep this as, I think, a weekly feature in the podcast. So be sure to keep... Send in, um, this is a nice one, send your questions in. So from Gavin McHale, I think that says, again, sorry if I've pronounced that incorrectly, but with 2019 coming to an end, what was your most memorable moment for the year? Now, I'm guessing he's asked that as a from a golfing perspective, but maybe have, let's have both. From, from you, kind of almost personally, and also from maybe the golf or YouTube perspective, what would you, would you go with? Hmm. Well, great question. Um, let, let me go personal then first and I'll come back to golf and I think from a personal perspective an accomplishment that I think I've managed to uh, a personal accomplishment is work-life balance mm-hmm. you know I've got three kids I don't know if a lot of you know that but I've got a uh, quite young family my kids are five three and one and um, what I feel like I've really done well this year uh, by being a little bit more streamlined when I, I'm in work making videos, etc., is spending more time with the kids. I don't want to miss them growing up. I don't want to miss anything. I love taking them to school in the morning. I love seeing them go to bed at night. Uh, and that's a, that's something that I've managed to develop. I know it's not what everyone can do, but uh, I'm, I'm in a nice spot with that at the moment. I love spending time with my kids, and I can't wait to get them into golf because I think they are going to pick it up. And then from a golf slash YouTube perspective, um, I just think being true to what I believe in, uh, you know, I've created some, well, we've created some absolute banging videos this year without question, uh, videos that have got over 2 million views. I mean, collectively, um, the channel now has hit, is it 200 million views? I think it's just like a north of that, I think. 
So 200 million views. The the views this year, you know, even in months like August, we were getting like 9 million views a month. Um, I like to think that the content has improved enormously, not only from the editing standpoint, but the concepts. Um, my, or our mission here is to make entertaining, informative, and educational videos that entertain, well, entertaining. I like to make informative, edu- educating videos that entertain golfers around the world. And that's what I like to try and stick to. As I, as you've probably heard me say a million times, I keep my club reviews unbiased. I am not sponsored by any brand. I do not accept money from any brand to test equipment. And I, I hopefully that comes across in the videos because I do say it how it is. Uh, there's a lot of good products, a lot of bad products, but I'll always tell you what I think about it. And we can, we will continue to push the envelope to innovate, evolve, and make the best golf content on the internet, albeit on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, any more? <laughs> this is a, a good answer. I thought you were going to say your trip to Centre Parks was the height of the year. <laughs> but um, we've well, actually, just, just briefly, on, on the numbers, so the YouTube channel is on 198,826,602 views. So by the time the next episode gets released, Let's try and have that on 200 million. Okay. Don't let us down, guys. So if you're bored if tonight you or tomorrow, rewatch, rewatch, rewatch. Let us know you've rewatched and we'll send you a check for a decent amount. Wow. Don't go making any promises. <laughs> but in all seriousness, guys, if you do enjoy the content, make sure you do tell your friends, make sure you tell your family. Because I think word of mouth, as much as it's sometimes undervalued, it's very, very powerful. So make sure you do continue to do that. We appreciate you massively. Thanks for listening to the Rick Shields podcast revamped reversion for uh 2019 slash coming into 2020 we're excited to continue this i think guy thank you very much for your input into this episode no problem at all thanks for listening guys i'll see you next time yeah we look forward to seeing you stay tuned make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast make sure you like leave us a review don't let us down and we are now going to continue to go home because it's now gone dark outside thanks for watching guys stay tuned lots more to come and we will see you and hear you on the podcast very soon. Peace out.